Who is it? Yeah. You're listening to the Claim the Throne Blogcast, coming on you with insights into what it's really like to be in a do-it-yourself metal band in 2016. Keep the change, you filthy animal. Oh, Welcome to the Claim Zone Podcast. I'm Cabba. I'm in the band. I'm here as always with the drummer, my mate, Ash. How are you going, bloke? Good, mate. How are you? Fucking good one. Real good. Excited for today because uh, today we're talking metal, I believe. Uh, but fans of any genre will enjoy this chat because it's important to understand how the fans relate to music, how they find out about new bands and uh, new albums, uh, what mm. makes them tick, and this will help you as a DIY musician to build a loyal and supportive fan base. So with us today to help us chat about the topic, he sprays my face, he's a long-time <laughs> listener, short-time noodle, Neddy Noodle <laughs> Sleet Hatswell. What's the crack, Ned? Oh, mate, not much, not much. Just been listening to... All the albums from 2015. Yeah, three months into the year. Oh, yeah, mate. It's taken me three months to get through them. To give some background briefly, you you picked a list off the net, right, of the best albums? Well, yeah, you know Metal Sucks website. I don't know if I can promote that here, but it, um, <laughs> they did their top 15 albums of 2015, all the writers or whatever. And so I just, because I haven't listened to new music for ages, I started going through those. I'd probably listen to more new music than I'd listened to in like 15 years in the last couple of months just checking those out. So you didn't get like a, a Revolver or Kerrang Top 50 and listen to all them? Or like how did you actually <laughs> find the music? Or did you just search 2015 releases? Uh, I don't know. Somehow I got linked to one of the lists and then I saw there was a link to the next list and the next list. So it's mostly all on that website. And then I just started Googling like 2015 metal releases and there's a lot of them. Fantastic. I find uh, the end, end of every year always gets pretty exciting for metal because I don't know if, if you're into lists and generally metalheads are nerds, so they like yeah, lists. Yeah. Um, so everyone on your Facebook and your social media and stuff just start posting their top 10s and then all these websites start posting their top 50s and shit. And yeah, it makes you realize like, fuck, I've missed out on heaps of albums this year. So keen to check it out. And I reckon that's when, um, yeah, a lot of people's stereos start getting a true pumping yeah, for sure. So how many albums did you listen to? The, like, did you document it all? Well, you know, have you know rateyourmusic.com? No. Do you, Cass? I've seen that before, yeah. Well, because it's so hard to keep track of what I had and hadn't listened to, I started using that. So I could just rate an album after I listened to it. Oh. So essentially, yeah, I've documented each album I listened to <laughs> by so, just doing that. And how does that work? You log in yeah. and you've got your own personal... I've got a login called Hat Sleet. <laughs> <laughs> so I log into that and yeah, you know, you rate your album, you can find all albums and people they've got average rating of uh users, you know. Just um fuck. General punters that have um, <laughs> rated albums and uh and I just use it to keep track of what I've listened to as much as anything. Do you do that all the time or just at the end of the year? Like is that a new thing? It's fairly new, like I probably only got onto it maybe um a year ago or so, but I do it, yeah, whenever I listen to a new album, I try to put it in there because otherwise six months later I'll be like, oh, some new music and it turns out I've heard it before. Fucking, that's fantastic. You've got a job where you can listen to music at work, yeah. right? Yeah. So how, so that we're talking eight hours a day of just listening to new albums, so like six to eight albums per day or something? Something like that probably, Fuck. yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. Oh, there must have been like 150 albums, I reckon, something like that. Whoa. And were you picky with 
genres? Because I know you pretty much only like early Immortal and um, fucking... The Hawthorne Hawks theme song. Hawthorne Hawks. Mate, that's a good tune. And Hear it off. Sadistic Execution. Oh, yeah, shit, yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so like what genres? I was not picky at all. Apart from somewhere, it just got way too... Any, anything outside of metal? Not really. Maybe like... Uh, like stone of rock and that sort of stuff. So metal related, I'd say. I'll throw some genres out and tell me. So definitely something like thrash. Oh, yeah, for sure, man. Death metal. Yeah. Tech death. Yeah, yeah. Like uh, slam. I don't even really know what slam like is. A, I imagine I guess, like um, Limp Bizkit, is it? <laughs> like that really slow, like breakdowns, but death metal. Oh, yeah, 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 probably. What about fucking power metal? Yeah, even. Nautic Funeral Doom. Probably, actually. <laughs> there was quite a lot of doom, to be honest. I, don't yeah, know. I can't get into much doom. Because there's so the, the list I was going through had so many different contributors, there'd be certain lists would have a lot of one genre. Yeah. And I, I tried to make sure, I don't know, just in the interest of fairness, I guess, <laughs> yeah, I was trying yeah. to make sure I listened to every sort of album on there the whole way through. Okay, and then did that also go into like metalcore and crabcore and that sort of core yeah, mainstream was, shit? Was, yeah, there's some real weird bands on there like um, Ken Mode maybe? I don't know, but there's like these bands that are sort of metal, sort of like, have you heard Horse the Band? Weird stuff like that. Yeah, okay. Where it's like, it's metal, but then at the same time it's just a bit strange. Interesting. And then like alternate metal as well, like your, your tool wannabes and stuff like that. Probably not as much. There was one dude, one list I went through that I only got two albums in because he had um not Ashley Simpson but one some such pop artist on there. Taylor and I Swift or something. Something like that. Someone who's had a hit song. Call me maybe. <laughs> who who did Call Me Maybe? Oh, Pink Guy, uh, Filthy Frank. Yeah, Pink Guy. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, they were on there. What the hell? Broad smattering of um styles there, right? Wide variety of shit. Well, that's if you know what metal is, I guess. Uh, to everyone, it all no. sounds the same. But yeah. to the acquired uh, palette, definitely very broad, I think. Yeah. So you're seeing these lists and you're listening to eight albums a day. Yeah. How are you How are you listening to this music? Are we allowed to ask you that or is that something we don't want to know? I don't know. I don't know if you want to know. I'll tell you though. You can edit yeah, it out. Yeah, tell us. Um, Google Music primarily. Okay. Is so that a subscription it? or pay? I so mean, a subscription, free. yeah. And you paid the subscription? I paid the subscription, but it's kind of free because when you on the my phone plan, I get a certain amount of money that I can only spend pretty much in Google Play Store. Oh. So oh. it just sits there if I don't spend it or goes disappears. Okay. So I just got I pay for a subscription out of that. Cool. So it's virtually free. Yeah. So when you're listening at work and you're streaming it, do they have Wi-Fi that you can log on to or do you just go through a shitload of mobile data? They do, but I'm a bit frightened to use <laughs> it. So I have been using mobile data. That's wow, what all but, day. Hey. Yeah, <laughs> you use yeah, your mobile yeah. data all day for streaming yeah, metal. Yeah. I'm probably spending more money on mobile data. I'm going to have to up my phone plan. That's probably how they get <laughs> <Cool>. you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if you come across any albums during your eight album day that just really jump out at you and... Um, you know, they're going to skyrocket to the top of your list. Do you then sort of download a version for your phone or do you buy a, a physical version of it in some format? I haven't bought any physical versions, but um, I have bought some through Bandcamp. Fuck yeah. Yeah, that's pretty good because you get a few listens and then you get, a, I don't know if you've talked about it before, probably. Yeah, oh, definitely. But you get a few listens and then it goes, come on, man, front up. That's a bit like Reaper, but um, I'm still evaluating that. Yeah. Oh, Jesus, Cabra. <laughs> Um, pay the 60 bucks, mate. Yeah. Um, that's interesting. So you actually then go and purchase a 
a digital copy yeah, after yeah, a while. Yeah, yeah, just straight through that. And you can name your amount. So sometimes you don't even have to. You can name $0, I think. Yeah, if yeah. If you really wanted to, but then you feel you like a massive more? shit liquor. Oh, yeah, they have like a recommended price. Mm. Or maybe you've gone like, you know, a dollar over or something. Yeah. But so, I don't think yeah. that's a bad thing. I reckon... No, I think it's cool. Every dollar counts, and the band's obviously said, well, let's say it's five bucks for an album. You know, they've decided that that's the price they're happy and comfortable to sell it at, and if they want you to do more, they should fucking list it at more. And if yeah, you're good sure. enough of a person, you know, if, if 100 people buy the album, it's extra buck each time, you know, that's up. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. So, uh, Cabas uh, was talking about this band, Inverloc. Oh, Last yeah. week, have you, did you nah. listen to any of that? I somehow missed that. I'm sure you're the, uh, the expert on the band Disembowelment, Australian no. Metal. Okay, those members apparently are the members of Inverloc. And I listened to it on Cabba's advice, liked it. Yes, I did listen to it on YouTube first, evaluated it, and then <laughs> went to Bandcamp and bought it, right? And I tacked on more money, but it was in US dollars and I ended up paying like oh, $20 yeah. for a five-song yeah. um, album or that. EP or whatever. <laughs> So that was an accident, but still, at the end of the day, I don't really care. It's all, it's all good, whatever. You know, um, that reminds me actually. I was speaking to one Jacob Rolf the other day, a Perth metal fan, and he was listening to um, this new band called Batushka, which I think I may have mentioned on here the other week or something. They're like a new underground black metal band with mysterious members that no one knows who it is, but they're from Poland and they've apparently got members of other big bands and there's rumors it might be Nurgle or a few other musos but nonetheless he, he really liked it he heard something on YouTube and so he went straight to their website and ordered the um the CD and a shirt or something from their their website but then he realized he wouldn't get it in the mail for probably like two to three weeks so he also went onto Bandcamp or something and paid for a digital version so he's ended up paying uh, however much money for all these different formats and stuff similar story I guess Fucking great story, mate. I do yeah. miss. I do miss having the the um physical, physical the, the booklet and that. To look yeah, at, yeah, the booklet. And learn all the lyrics. Are you a big wearer of uh, metal apparel? Like, do you wear metal shirts a lot and that? I know you're wearing a Guy Bell Hawthorne Hawks shirt at the moment. I got my best Guy Bell shirt on, but um, yeah, pretty much standard attire is Buddy Franklin or yeah. <laughs> or um metal shirts. Do you buy them online or just if you go to a gig? Mostly gigs, pretty much. Like haven't bought a, I bought a couple of shirts online. You know, if you really like a band and they're not going to tour Perth, yep. but majority would be from gigs. You know, tour shirts because then you know it's like memorabilia. You've also got yep. um Pandora. Is it Pandora you crank at home? Yeah, yeah, but you can't listen to specific albums on Pandora. Yeah, so it's good yeah. to sort of you get you might hear a song you like mm. of a band if you, that is similar to something you like, and then you can investigate it further. But um, and is that su- subscription as well? I don't know. I've never paid anything, but sometimes but ads, ads appear. Right? Yeah, so you've but got not very often. Hmm. Yeah, I think the pay version just gets rid of ads. Um, yeah, but I agree with you because you only hear that one song. Are you more of a, an album guy? So you'd like to listen to a variety of songs in one sitting from the one band rather than song by different band, song by different band. Yeah, that sort of thing? yeah. I, I like to indulge myself in a full length. Hope, cool. preferably, preferably concept album. <laughs> I feel that. Um, and how about ICS Vortex? Are you a fan of him? I have much, much cum in my pants for ICS Vortex. <laughs> <laughs> Were there any ICS Vortex related releases last year? Yes. And did it rate highly on rateyourmusic.com? Uh, yeah, averagely, I think. Okay. Yeah, Arcturus released an album last year. Oh, okay. Sweet. I rated highly on sleep.com. 
Rateyoursleep.com. So are we going to get to hear a bit of what specifically is on this list of yours? Yeah, man. I've got quite a... Like, I could not believe... The, the, the biggest surprise I had was how hard it was to narrow it down to 15 albums. Once mm. I'd gone through it all, there was actually a lot of stuff that was on that was good on there. Yeah. So are we doing how, a countdown here? Well, I have got a countdown if that's the way you'd like to go. I reckon. Because <laughs> yeah. I'd like to use it possibly to be well, I, like, to. I would like to know. What I'd like to know about it is how <laughs> you put an album ahead of another album. Like what makes it stand out to be number 17 instead of number 18, for example. So if you can talk us through that shit as you go, I would be uh, frothing. It's very hard. Like some albums you, I, like, I couldn't decide. You'd listen to one after the other and with so many different genres, it really does make it hard. So I sort of tried to take, you know, originality into account a bit so if I, I really like something but then I realised I'd heard it before I'd drop it down below another one if it was I liked it <laughs> about equally but it was a bit new to me cool yeah but then if it's like I was saying having not listened to stuff for so long I don't know if it's just new to me or if it's mm-hmm. or if it's actually new before this you were pretty much listening to four to six hours of Howard Stern a day right yeah yeah for, for real accurate. for how many years oh Probably five or six years, I'd say. Fuck me dead. <laughs> I was just going to say, do you listen to a lot of podcasts and like, does that interrupt your metal listening? Uh, I listen to Jock Reynolds' podcast. Oh, who doesn't? <laughs> who doesn't? Yeah, and man. Claim the Throne podcast. <laughs> they're about the only two, really. So not very many. You were just saying that as part of your list building and like ranking, yeah. you listen to albums next to each other. Does that mean that certain albums got multiple listens? You know, I listen to every album once and... If I rated them three stars, mm-hmm. I'd probably listen to them again. Mm. And what about skipping? If there was something, let's say you got the new um, fucking Bring Me the Horizon or something and it was awful, let's pretend. Um, because that could never happen. Yeah. <laughs> um, would you skip it or would you just like I'd fuck? listen to it once and yeah. then I'd just never listen to it again. Okay, interesting. So would the order of your list correlate with what has been played the most? Yeah, that's that's probably the best way i think to rank it is if you want to keep listening to it then mm-hmm. then it deserves to be rated fire some titles at us i've got a whole bunch of honorable mentions that didn't make it <laughs> do you want me to mention those or not <laughs> yeah mention uh, them honorably give us a handful sanzu i thought they they had like an ep and a thing that were pretty good at full length were they both in 2015 i think so yeah oh, no shit psychroptic and like bands like lamb of god iron maiden Slayer, even Cradle of Filth, like they all released albums. Nile, yeah, yeah, they were like good albums. So the new Cradle's not bad. Is it's it? actually all right. I thought so. Yeah, and you're an old school Cradle fan. Yeah, yeah. Satyricon released a live album, live no at the shit. opera with like mm. <laughs> with opera backgrounds. You've got to check that. You got to check it out just for the album cover. It's the best thing. With <laughs> just satire in front of a whole bunch of <laughs> classical musicians, full full satire face. That's but, pretty. Funny. I will check that out. <laughs> King Parrot. Unfortunately, uh, Forefather and Ahab didn't make my top 15, but they're all mm. good albums. They were honourable mentions, though. Honourable mentions, yeah. Symphony X, too. Oh, that's right up there for me. Yeah. Oh, um, what was the other one? Like? Amorphous, I didn't oh. didn't quite get into as much as Cabba. That's all right. Each to their own. Each to their own, yeah. I've also got my two least favourite albums. Would you like oh, yeah. to know those? Yeah, what are they? Liturgy, the arc work. They're like um, hipster black metal from the states, aren't they? Yeah, 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 yeah. And I went back and listened to their previous album, and it was uh, it was okay. 
but this album is really pushed the boundaries. There's a lot of um, lot of MIDI, MIDI action mm. going on. Yeah, okay. Which uh, I don't know. I find. Yeah, a lot of bands' Amusing. whole albums these days are just MIDI. Yeah, with distortion on it to sound like guitar. But this sounds like MIDI. Like, yeah, like okay. exactly. <laughs> <laughs> sounds like Sega Mega Drive. So again, horse the band getting another reference, but, but unintentionally sounding like a video game. Do you think that comes from um, like what's his name, Vaj Vishir Nauzian from um, the band Burzham? I'm familiar with being, the band. Being in prison, like <laughs> and, and having like synthesizers only. Is that where so it he's comes from? Starting a and a genre. Oh, yeah. I don't know. You know, black metal bands starting to use I think synth. it's from uh, just black metal bands generally being one-man projects with no friends. So. Yeah, so yeah, I true. That's a lot to do my, with it. My favourite Burzum song is a synth song off, um, fuck, I don't even know the album. I've got it here. Not not worth interrupting the podcast for. But um, You still listen to much Olva, Ash? I know you were frothing about them for a, a good while. The, the only Olva I like are the first two albums. Which is actually, sorry, what am I talking about? The first three, which they're all linked allegedly by name. But the first one is like a folk folk metal, melodic, death metal kind of a bit of a black metal outing, which I really fucking like. The second one's acoustic and is pretty awesome. Reminds me of my friend Cabba. And the third one is just like balls to the wall, distortion pedals straight into a $4 cassette player. Um, black metal with heaps of blasts and it's real dirty sounding and I like it but it's not as good as the first two so but after that they went on there like being the coolest most underground progressive band ever like progressive in terms of style like their style changing all the time but yeah not not for me hey but I know a lot yep. of people love it do you like that stuff their latest yeah I generally do it's not something I'd probably put on a lot but um yeah enjoy it when I when it's on hmm fucking interesting mm. uh, yeah uh, yeah uh, Slate, I noticed there was a handful of uh, Aussie releases on your honourable mentions. Does that mean you enjoy to sort of support your local scene a bit as much as you can, or is that just coincidence? Yeah, no, no. Irrelevant. No, well, it's coincidence, really. I wasn't giving bias necessarily, maybe subconsciously, I don't know. But um, I was not intentionally giving bias to the band's locations. I think only one band from Australia, Australia, actually made the... um, Top 15 in the end. Okay, Slate's top 15. Slate's top 15, that is, yeah. The top 15. Let's have the list. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, can I just mention one more band? Oh, yeah, yeah. Jute Guide. Have you heard them? No. How do you spell it? J-U-T-E-G-Y-T-E. Jute Giant. Jute Guide. I don't know. They had this album, Ships of Theses, and it's worth checking out just to read the descriptions he puts on Bandcamp. He'll write like a paragraph on each song like, the first canon is following an ascending thing, and then I introduce a, uh, a second canon, which which reverses the first, overlapping. It's it's a piss funny. And then you listen to the album, and it just sounds like um, like people randomly blowing instruments into into uh, at, at random intervals. It's funny. Yeah, that's. I appreciate cool. the guy though for the effort he's clearly putting into it, but the actual outcome just makes me laugh, which is. Is it similar to Carl Sanders writing lyrics for instrumental songs on In Their Darkened Shrines? I don't know. I'm not exactly sure of what you're referring to. On the Nile album In Their Darkened Shrines, they've got uh, acoustic songs or like instrumental songs, but in the booklet there's lyrics for them. Is there? And you're supposed to read along while the instrumental's going. That's awesome. But uh, it's sort of like that, yeah, yeah. Hmm. The, The 
the enjoyment is greatly increased when you read the, um, <laughs> the descriptions of how he's constructed the songs. Twilby shan't thy black metal <laughs> of the most doustest planes. Oh, so, yeah, that's good. Check it out. I noticed you've also got, like, colour coding there. What's that oh, all about? That was, that's, like, my working list. That's not even the final list, but it's the prettiest-looking one. <laughs> but that was, yeah, yeah, when I was like, yeah, definitely that's green, that's locked in, and that's red because I don't know if I'm so pleased <laughs> This with is that some high-tech shit, hey? Well, this is what I was doing at work because, you know, I'm sitting there. And in the background <laughs> I've got this list. Work. I'd uh, just be moving them up and down all day long. <laughs> uh, all right, 15 is Watchtower. And, yeah, give us the This band is the actual list. I'll just... And the album. So the out band, Watchtower, who I'd never heard of. They're Australian. That's the only Australian oh. one on there, I think. And the album. It's actually just an EP, Radiant Moon. It's like doom metal. And it's... They're from Queensland, I think. That's oh. it. Mm. Like, sort of old school, Sabbathy style doom so not like funeral doom where it's you know one note every 15 second type thing more sort of stoner metal doom dude i'm pretty sure i've listened to this album because it was streaming from the obelisk.net radio uh, it's like, like two tracks but they're like 10 15 minute songs being doom and i get tired of doom i don't know how it would go if it was more than two songs you know i don't know if it would still be on the list 14 cattle decapitation an awesome album yeah what's it called the Anthropocene Extinction, which I believe you've mentioned. It would be higher because it's, you know, undeniably great, but I find I really am only in it for the high-pitched screams. I'm just hanging out for those to come on. That really? new style of yeah. vocals that they do. I, I love it. I yeah. love the, the clean, raspy ones or well, the actual screams? No, the high, they're the clean, raspy ones. I think, yeah, you yeah, know? Cool. yeah, yeah. I just yeah, love I think that was a standout album this year and probably would be on right up at the top of heaps of people's lists. Yeah, yeah, for so, sure. Good choice. It's got like, yeah, it's like transcends a few genres, you know. Yeah, very original. Yeah, yeah. Transgenders a few. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so that, that was really good. I love high-pitched screams. I don't know why. Like, there's a lot of black metal. I found I was really enjoying. In fact, on the list, some bands I sort of squeezed out in the end just to make it diverse, just to get different sounding albums on there. Druidk had an oh. album out, which I thought I already got a bunch of black metal. Yeah, I had a few listens to that. thought it was awesome. MGLA, have you heard that? Oh, what was the Druidk album mm-hmm. called? Oh, Druidk, sorry. A Furrow Cut Short. Okay. Hmm. I haven't listened yeah, to that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, you know, they're Real Ukrainian, good. so they've got the, all that tension just naturally built into their beings at the moment with what's going on over there but yeah them and mgla it's a band from poland that's not the one you were talking about before is it no, that's not Babushka. no i'm not sure where the name mgla it's like four letters and i think it might actually be the initials of the people in the band but i don't know i don't know <laughs> don't quote me exercises in futility another just really solid black out black metal album there's a lot a lot of good black metal going on at the moment hey are we talking like sort of underground, grimy sort of black metal, oh. like atmospheric, or like uh, sort of intense, extreme, dark funeral black metal? Yeah, that sort of thing, or a bit of a combo. Bit of a combo, probably more towards the atmospheric side, I would say. Cool. But MGLA, I don't know. They were sort of. I don't know if that's how you pronounce it, but they were more a um, bit sort of um, more extreme, not quite as atmospheric, a bit more hard edged, mm-hmm. if you will. Yeah. So um. Bostonage, that's another black metal one. That what number is this? What, where oh, I'm not even on the list at the moment. These are ones that are <laughs> oh. my, they're in my category close but no ciggies, <laughs> which um, didn't quite make the list. So what, what has been on the list? So far, 15 was Watchtower, Radiant Moon, 14, Cattle Decapitation, 
the Anthropocene extinction. And that's all we've got so far. Oh, okay. Like, oh, <laughs> sorry, I should get back to the list. I'm totally going right. To thirteen, mate. With bands that are not on there. Visigoth <laughs> is thirteen, which are like what is that? I know the ones that ended up being on here were were not sort of the bands that you've heard of mostly. And I think because I hadn't listened to that much new music, discovering new albums, I was like really enjoying. So I was enjoying these more. So that's another way um, I was sort of sorting out the list a bit. Was like, yeah, it's good, but it's just fucking. It's just Lamb of God again, you know? So um, so what's Visigoth? Visigoth's then? like power metal, which is not really my thing. You sh- you'd probably like them, but they're, the album, The Revenant King, it's straight down the line. There's no pretense sort of thing. So I was um quite... They've got an, a song on there called Dungeon Master, which is literally <laughs> about playing Dungeons and Dragons, <laughs> and it's oh the best God. thing ever. I, I, I find... If I imagine the whole album is about Dungeons and Dragons, it's even more enjoyable. But uh, it's, you know, if they sing, sing a sing about, because further on the list I've got Baroness and he's got a line in one of his songs which is like, to your battle you only bought a shield, which is good, you know, quite obvious um, allegory there or whatever. If Visigoth was saying it, you know they'd be singing about a guy in battle that didn't have a shield. So <laughs> I appreciate them for their sort of straight down the lineness. I watched a film clip of theirs this morning when I was, you know, looking at my list and it's the worst film clip ever it's like it's like they got some dude that looks like robert baratheon and then some yeah. other dude that looks like sir brave sir robin from monty python and uh, mm. just like walking along in the snow and then i don't know it's it's eight minutes long so everything's in slow motion to stretch it out so i recommend not watching the film clip actually <laughs> even though it's kind of funny it. but it's um i find the music's better if you just use your own imagination a lot of stuff are, you know about fighting and battles battle metal maybe oh this is where i cheated and full cheat so i couldn't decide which thrash album i liked better okay so one's a band called black fast uh their album terms of surrender and the others frost helm the endless winter Have you heard mm. of any of these no i know a bell but yeah yeah they're both the us music. bands i think and in the vein of in the vein like black fast is sort of sort of like um What's that band that Disentomb got asked to go? Black Dahlia. Yeah, Black Dahlia. Man. It's oh. sort of like that, but a bit more like the thrashy aspect. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Cool. And Frost Helm's sort of like creator style. So like more a like bit more... Euro thrash kind of stuff. Hey. Both of those bands are more like European thrash. Yeah, even they, they're, yeah they're from US, but yeah, they have the huh. European thrash vibe. Frost Helm have like more sort of melodic death type breakdowns and stuff and acoustic mm. bits in it whereas black fast is just like all out like it gets i love the sound of it after the full album it does start sort of wearing on you a bit the repetitiveness mm. of the album mm-hmm. but they're both good albums good albums cool. number 11 is clutch psychic warfare clutch. you guys like clutch never jumped out at me but well to give them another shot if they're um net endorsed <laughs> they pretty much release the same album every couple of years but it's so if you, <laughs> but it's always good if you like it so yeah that's another one that I'll probably end up listening to heaps, but I couldn't rate it any higher than that because it just is the same album they've released. Into the top ten now, Melikesh, Enki. I don't Sumerian know. black metal, right? It's like almost sounds like a black metal version of Nile to an yeah, extent. Yeah, it's definitely got that sort of folk metally influenced, but but not really folk metal, but it has those Arabian type sounds to it. Is that cool. is that racist to say Arabian? <laughs> <laughs> well, Aladdin was Arabian. Right. right? Yeah, yeah, Arabian yeah, Nights. Know. Yeah. It's like Arabian sprays. Number nine, Arcturus. 
featuring Ooh. ICS Vortex. Featuring ICS Vortex. I <laughs> I can't emphasize how much I enjoy listening to ICS Vortex. His clean vocals? Or his, his clean vocals, yeah. Yeah, yeah, his clean vocals. So was this something new or Light Clutch, the same thing they do every time, but just uh, good? Arcturus was pretty much the same, maybe not quite as, like a little bit more electronic sounding. Okay. Which I don't necessarily But not enjoy. MIDI? But not MIDI, nah, more like um, synth, I guess. Or like, um, yeah, like synth, you know. And yeah, okay. A few programs, I don't know if they were programmed, but program sounding drum beats but then then um what isn't hellhammer i think's in the band he comes on and just shreds it so yeah 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 number eight have you <laughs> <laughs> who are you ned i know i know, I, know it's, I, I didn't even realize how underground this list was till i started going through it i should have just picked all the ones people do know what what's have a they're like they're Finland, Finlandish. <laughs> they're <laughs> Finlandish. Yeah. Um, from the Isle of Finland, and they're um, <laughs> sort of like Moon Sorrow, that classic Finlandish sound, but a little more like uh, blackened thrash metal type, you know. What yeah. was that one called? Oh, Havuli <laughs> <laughs> Nan. <laughs> right I haven't had any naan today, but possibly at Indian later. <laughs> and then in the brackets, I don't know what this means. It's got NP061, so fuck knows what that's going about. It's probably <laughs> maybe a couple of members from MGLA are in there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> or NWA. NP Nugget Pack. <laughs> <laughs> oh shakes. Seven. Let's move. Let's keep this thing rolling. Tau Cross. Uh, it's a guy from Voivod, Voivod, the drummer, I think, from Voivod. Some guy from, I think it was Misery. Well, I don't really know what Misery are, but he sounds kind of like Lemmy. And it's like, um, I think it was labelled as like crust punk or something, slash metal. But it's yeah. um like real horror themed sort of stuff. What was the album called? Oh, Tower Cross, called uh, Tower Cross, self-titled. Oh, self-titled. self-titled. Like a side project type thing, I guess, the two guys. Yeah. Sure. yeah. Sort of like Motorhead, but I guess that might just be because of the singing, I think. Yeah. I'm not sure. We'll try to chuck some links to all these bands in the show notes. Oh, perhaps. yeah. That's a, yeah, that's a good idea. They've got um, they got a song on there that's the riff sounds like Only 19 by Red Gum. I appreciate <laughs> that quite a lot. <laughs> that's a highlight. Number six, Baroness. They're one of those bands. Again, sort of like Clutch. If you like them, you'll like all their stuff sort of thing, I reckon. Yeah, he heard a couple of their new songs on Triple J a fair bit, actually. Right. Yeah. Seemed to get a bit of airplay on there, surprisingly. To me, they sound like a bit in the vein of like Mastodon sort of stuff, but yeah. probably not quite as heavy, maybe. I don't know. Yeah, I well, a lot of them. But. What I had was that what I wrote down was that they're like a heavier version of Birds of Tokyo, the new stuff almost sounds yeah, like. It's got yeah, almost right. like a poppy sort of hmm. thing, yep. sound to it. Interesting. Yeah, yeah. Drumroll, please. Welcome to Sleedy Atswell's Top 5 Metal Albums of 2015. Again, pretty fucking obscure bands on there as I'm looking at it. But number five, Nacoquin, <laughs> <laughs> which I'm so happy to have in there. That is not a real band. It could be pronounced differently. I don't know. But to me, then, Nacoquin. <laughs> it's N-E-C-H-O-C-H. W-E-N. Could be Nechochwan. And album title? <laughs> album title, Heart of Akamon. So, and so this what, was on the Metal Sucks list. Is that where you found this one? Well, the Metal Sucks list is really like 20 lists or something because it's mm. each writer's list. 
20 yeah, top this is 15. where I found it on someone's list. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. That's why there were so many albums to get through. It's oh. like a whole bunch of different top 15s. Yeah, okay. yeah. Have you guys seen, Um, I think it's Trevor or one of the Black Dahlia Murder members every week or month or something puts out his top un- albums of the month or something? Oh, does you know? It's he? just like... 200 underground grind and death metal and weird <laughs> shit that you've he never heard of. You can't be listening to them. It's like you don't even know that many bands exist. I don't know where he finds it. but <laughs> Fuck, dude. He must just Nacoquin, listen on the eh? bus. Nacoquin, yeah. man. So what are Nacoquin? <laughs> they're folk metal. Oh, cool. But again, they're US folk metal. Like they sing about um, uh, American Indians. Are they, are they Native Americans themselves? I don't know. I looked at their pictures. They don't look very Native American-y. Hmm, they don't look much like Taylor Lautner to me. So <laughs> I don't know. But that, How do you spell Nacoquin? N-E-C-H-O-C-H-W-E-N. That's the funny thing about folk metal is that most folk metal bands sing about someone else's folklore. Yeah. And even in Europe, bands like, will talk about different European countries' folklore. But then again, there's a lot of um, proliferation of cultures there, like... Someone who used to live in Finland now lives in Germany or something. So they talk about Finnish folklore. You don't often get an Australian band talking about Australian um, history. You do in the punk scene where they talk about Eureka Stockades. And there's not a lot of bands that really get into the Australian folk law and be folk bands. No one really seen about John Septimus Rowe out there. (laughs) Yeah, not really. But, you know, that's and that's interesting. And same with America, I think that's the way that they look at it too is, um, yeah, start starting to talk about Native American history because, you know, it's something that the European bands maybe haven't touched on before. So it yeah, would be yeah. a bit more original. So it's a bit... I'll be checking this out. I've just had a look on the net while we're talking. It says, uh, passionate exploration of Native American Indian heritage through stunning classical guitar instrumentation and lust atmosphere with occasional forays into extreme metal. Yeah, and yeah. there's reviews and stuff here. It's like folk metal has been done, redone, but Nacoquin <laughs> makes it sound fresh from galloping mellow death-inspired harmonies to the doomy atmospheric closer. The album paints a rich tapestry of sounds. Sounds really cool. does yeah, sound cool. Good. And would you say, ha- having listened to a lot of European folk and black and shit, that it does have a different sound? They do, yeah. they. I think they use some native american instruments whatever they are yeah um and um so it's got that sort of a, a different sort of feel to it in the more in the um when the breakdowny type bits it not breakdowns you know in the the interlude type bits they bring in that sort of instrument so it's a little bit different to ensophirum did i mention they had a good album though ensophirum is that an honorable mention honorable mention for sure yeah yeah interesting number 4 this is where i start getting into like real black metal which is what i've found <laughs> <laughs> this is what Sleep found Sleep liked the most was black metal. Yeah, maybe it's because it's conducive to sitting there listening on to it on your own as well. Black metal, mm. being depressed at work. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So that that right, far away with number Foreskin. Foreskin <laughs> is a band called Navoa, like sort of like the name Navea, which is heaven backwards. A great name for you, the other daughters out there. <laughs> For anyone having a girl. Um, (laughs) But uh, where are they from? I'm sure I wrote this down somewhere. Portugal. Oh, Portugal. Portugal, yeah. The Absence of Void is the album name. Absence of Vovoid. 
The absence of Voivod. The absence of Jason Lloyd. (laughs) The absence of Lloyd. Um, So what's the deal with them? From Portugal, black metal. Portugal, atmospheric black metal. Okay. Sort of opethy a bit at times, like lots of acoustic interludes and some female vocals. That's another one that I liked, their band camp description. They were like, first you start off in a forest and we're hopeful. And then as we go on the next track, (laughs) we realise there is no hope. (laughs) Shit like that. This is where you like your concept albums, right? Yeah, for sure. I love concepts. Okay, so anyway, four is Navoa. The weird thing about them was it's like I thought, uh, like when I had ha- not listening to it, I'm like, what was so good about that? But then every time I listened to it, I'd listen to it till the end and be like, oh, shit, it's finished sort of thing. Yeah. Number three, Thy Catafalk. Falk. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know them? Apparently they've been around for a while. I thought maybe people knew about them. I don't know. But I'd never heard of them before. They'll be famous now that they've been on a <laughs> Sleet's list. They've got Sleet's endorsement. But this is another one-man band. I don't know if Naval was. I think they were more than one. But number, but uh, Thy Catafalk is a dude from Hungary who lives in Scotland. <laughs> <laughs> I, discovered yeah, on, I discovered on the Wikipedia. Um, and the album's called Skur. S G U double R. I should. <laughs> Skr. I'll read you. I don't know what it means. It could even be Scottish. I just want to find you. Is like... that number three or number two? That's number three. Just when I thought I knew a lot about metal, <laughs> along comes Ned. <laughs> I just want to find the album, the, the, my favourite track title. The Catafalque. Sorry about this. Most anticipated albums for, uh, for 2016. The new Bellacore Vessels was announced yesterday. Yep, Kepler Vessels. That. New Moon Sorrow, new Suadakra. Lots coming out this year for me. New Moon Sorrow. Okay. Mm, April 1. Shit, I'll be all... Isan's having a new album. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> of course. <laughs> the best track for that catafalque is Old Dodo Formac A Halal Titok Zartos Byro Delmab. <laughs> and the best song as the well. The best song title and the best song. No way. Yeah. I'm certainly going to listen to that. Yeah, we'll make this annual countdown list uh, yeah, an annual thing, I think. Number two, Between the Buried and Me. More, uh, more of Coma the same? Or... They're probably less metal than before, like more proggy yeah, sort of sounding. And you've always Interesting been seeing them, them amidst all this black metal. Mm. Well, Dicatafalk's pretty proggy as well, actually. Mm. Yeah. All right, and then number one. Number one is black metal, Panopticon. Another uh, band, not the album not by the ISIS, ISIS yeah. but a, and not ISIS the terrorist group, but Panopticon <laughs> is just like another one-man band, a US dude. dude from Kentucky. So he's got like bluegrass sort of breakdowns in his music. Weird. Wow. Autumn Eternal is the album. This, the newest album, it's got like a bluegrass intro and then the rest is pretty straightforward black metal, really. Hmm. The, I, again, I don't know what it is about the album. It doesn't seem special, but when I'm listening to it, like I just, I just love the atmosphere it creates. Sweet, yeah. So um, like kind of warm black metal as opposed to like cold black metal. Maybe because he's from Kentucky. Maybe. Although I think it gets pretty cold in Kentucky. Does it? I don't know shit about America. <laughs> You'll find. Not with all the whiskey. Yeah. Um, speaking of whiskers, Cabba has to fuck off real soon. So we'll just fire a few rapid rapid fire questions at you. Um, all that whole list will be condensed into a link a link fest um, on the Claim the Throne podcast page. That Just now, now claimthethrone.com, as uh, Nettie Noodle recently uh, correctly mentioned, claimthethrone.net does no longer exist, so head to the .com site for all your uh, podcast and Claim the Throne goodness. Yeah, a few quick rapid-fire questions. Um, 
One, why? Two, were, were the production values, especially because you're listening to a lot of black metal, were they upped, do you reckon, in general, uh, overall? Yeah, probably are compared to the old old fucking Burzum Dark Throne days for sure. Yeah, and in terms of the like everything, like obviously your Clutch and your Baroness is going to have good production because they're like name bands, but everything else, underground stuff, thrash metal and shit included... Has, what is the general trend? What are you hearing? Do you, do, are they sounding like live instruments or is there a lot of production going on? There's sort of two different band, two different uh, camps because there's one intentionally going for that old school sound and mm. then the other one where it's just like trying to get it sounding as clear as possible. And does that, listening to an entire album start to finish and maybe a few in a row with that really polished production sound, does it drain your ears just that way? The polished production yeah. sound? Yeah. Uh, I enjoy uh, polished production, hey. Huh, interesting. Although I do also enjoy a toilet production. <laughs> yeah. No, that, that's just generally good to know um, for bands out there because, yeah, a lot of your one-man bands, they've got no choice but to use program drums and yeah. and they're doing everything multi-tracked and they can't do the live band thing. So it's good to know that the regular punter doesn't mind yeah. either. Like half the time I wouldn't even know if they're um, programmed unless I checked it out. Yeah. So to me, that's not something that has much bearing when I li- first listen to an album. When you go back and listen to it again and you can appreciate it more maybe if it's not programmed or whatever, mm. I find that if a, if, a, if their songs are good, Doesn't matter. it'll carry it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, any final rapid fire questions, Cabs? I just love that uh, you're checking out such a huge amount of different bands rather than just picking a handful and sticking with it. Um, so that's awesome. If you're supporting that many bands, like if you're listening to like 100 bands a year, would you be willing to pay a monthly fee to any of those bands via Patreon to help support them in that way? Yeah. Or is that retarded? It's, I don't know. I don't like being subscribed to something because the thing is if you're doing that, there'd need to be some way to keep track of it very strictly, like either it'll be on one platform or something because... If you've got like five, fifty different subscriptions to little in like localized things, and you don't know where you've got things showing up on your credit card for five bucks here and there, you don't know what you're paying. So that cool. would probably deter me a little bit from an ongoing subscription. Yep. But if it's a band you really, really like, then yeah, as long as you know you're getting something, sort of thing, you'd want to be getting regular sort of updates or material. It sounds like you're using the sort of the subscription service of Google Music and then as like a um, added purchase or upselling kind of thing, you're going to the bands that you really enjoyed and getting their shit off Bandcamp anyway. So, yeah. I mean, it, I'd like to do something with Cabba over the course of this year where we look at co- kind of where we've spent our money on music. And I think it's mm. going to work out that, you know, over that year we might have given certain bands like, um yeah, a buck a week for a year kind of, but just by via the format of getting one of their releases or a t-shirt or something. So I don't know. I'm not sold on this new idea either, as we've heard on the Claim of Throne podcast. But yeah, it's interesting hearing how you absorb music and, and what where your money goes as yeah. a regular dude, as opposed to someone who's in a band who yeah. knows the struggle, man. You know. Yeah. Right. Right. Because yeah, I don't really have much concept of what what I'm spending my money on. How apart from listening to these podgers themselves how it affects the bands that you are listening to and not paying anything directly to. Like when you talk about in episode 
45 about how i don't know the episode number obviously where where you're talking about um the like how much it was you got per listen was like a third of a cent or fucking something mm. ridiculous <laughs> you know and, and you know what like your list having been like a bunch of underground bands do you own everything on that list nah a no. lot of it's still just i go on google music yeah okay get it through there so i probably only maybe four or five of them to be honest and uh the things that you bought off Bandcamp are they fucking underground yeah yeah that's what I, the first one i bought was like i literally cannot find this anywhere else apart from their Bandcamp website yeah, yeah. yeah so that and that's what really interests me the most because i think a lot of these bands that are trying for this mass exposure are getting fucked over by mm. only having their third of the cent on Google Play, Spotify, et cetera, et cetera, yeah. or buying onto these huge tours when old mate Nakokowin or whatever um, <laughs> is, you know, small time band underground and then they're getting paid like their album is being bought that they DIY every cent of like five or ten bucks is going to them. Yeah, that's that catch-22, I suppose, of exposure versus... Um revenue i suppose for your work mm. all right wrap this bitch up cabba oh all right cool thanks ned and i look forward to uh, hearing about a lot more new bands straight from your mouth uh in the in the future and uh we'll also be keeping a keen eye on your super coach team the jeff kennett's throughout the uh, 2016 season uh, uh best of luck to you mate who's your um biggest point of difference in the jed uh, the jeff kennett's this year uh, well i don't know because it could still change but I'm oh, thinking yeah. going in with both of the Crouch brothers in my Whoa. midfield. Big call. But it's uh, fairly cookie cutter. Yeah, mine's fairly cookie cutter, but you just wait. All right, we're fucking out of here. Claimthrone.com. If you see Ned at a gig, suck him off. Say thanks for providing his time on the uh, the old podge. And if you uh, check out any of these bands that you really dig, let him know and let us know. And we're going to stream Ned's favourite song from fucking 2015. And if cool. you do listen to it, Go out and fucking buy a copy of it. There'll be links in the show notes. Support the bands. Um, we're not doing this out of piracy. We're doing it purely out of check out something different. So you should definitely go on them and even give them a stream on fucking Spotify because a third of a cent, you might find that you go into Bandcamp and buy this shit yep. after. So what do we got, Ned? A Superior Lament by Panopticon. Hot stuff. I'm looking forward to checking out every one of these albums from today. And we'll chat about it next week on the Claim of Throne Bodgecast with Cameron Ash. Macho, macho.
that sleep wants is another wristy This combination disc leads Raise my face with little gravy disc all that sleep wants is another wristy. This combination disc leads Raise my face with little gravy disc All that sleep wants is another wristy. This combination disc leads Raise my face with little gravy disc All that sleep wants is another wristy. This combination disc leads Raise my face with little gravy